Welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. Well, that goes right along with what this morning's been doing. My goodness. Oh, oh man, I'll tell you what. There's some crazy stuff going on right now. Um, anyway, huh, welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, no, or October. Don't want to get myself. October 7th, 2021, the year of COVIDiacy. And this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. And when you put those back into the mix, stand back as your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do it yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, you can hit the contact me button. Gives the option of calling, leaving a message, or sending an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, while you're on the site, make sure you hit the radio shows tab. And at the top of the page, you'll see the link to the archive page set up through castbox.fm. And there's over 650 shows up there now. And we encourage you to share them via email and social media. They're all annotated as what was talked about on the shows. And just have fun with it. And if you scroll down a little further, you'll see the information of the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is a link to the Facebook page set up for the show. And uh, I need to put the link for the Telegram channel on there, too, because that's even better. Um, the Telegram channel is just absolutely wonderful. Um, the best part is they don't censor <laughs> and everything I post stays there. So, uh, if you go to, if you're on telegram, uh, if you're not, I encourage you to join. Uh, but if you're not, <laughs> excuse me, if you are just put in the search box, your DIY health and our, this channel will come right back, right up. You can join and then you'll get every single day. You'll be able to see everything I post. I encourage you to do it. Great information, great uh, social media network, and uh, we're also on Gab and uh, MeWe 
and Gitter, but the main stuff all goes up on Telegram because it is so easy. It works so well, and it's just a fantastic platform. But anyway, take advantage of all that stuff. And um, I encourage you to visit the sister site, yourdiywealth.com. That's the same thing, Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do it yourself, and W-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiywealth.com. And while you're there, click the uh, Hyperfund tab, and that program is absolutely phenomenal. Um, everybody should be looking at a way to get out of the central banking system and have an alternative for finances uh, to ensure your financial security. And this process is outside of the banking system, and it is a cool system that triples your membership. Whatever you put in, starting with $300 and up from there, within 20 months, it will triple it minimum. There are ways you can make it six, seven, eight, nine, or more times that amount, but uh, there's a passive system. You can just set it in there and it begins to pay you back the very next day at, at half a percent per day um, and give you rewards. And it's just an amazing program. It's working great for me. It's uh, paid a lot of bills for me lately and uh, I encourage you to check it out. It's uh, just fantastic, simple as that. But anyway, uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use the show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence so you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. The number to call into the show is 833-TFR-LIVE. That's 833-837-5483, 833-837-5483, or 833-TFR-LIV. And uh, we encourage you to do that. Um, if you have questions, health issues, anything like that, whatever the case might be, give us a shout. But uh, almost didn't have a live show today. Um, I came up here, sat down in the studio, and everything was acting really weird. Um, the signal coming through was all splotchy, and it was like repeating itself and doing all kinds of weird stuff. I still have a rushing sound in my headphones that I don't know what it is. It's something in Skype that uh, usually the first and third segments of the show, it's like this, and the second and fourth, it's quiet as can be. And I have no idea what causes it. There's no way I can stop it. But thank goodness it doesn't show up on the recordings and it doesn't affect anybody but me. So I just have to put up with it. <laughs> but it is very annoying. And then on top of that, at the uh, top of the hour, I had some kind of weird noise coming through my headphones. I had no idea where it was coming from. I shut down all my browsers, all my audio sources, everything. And it was still there. I finally ended up uh, restarting my mixer. And that seemed to clear it out. So I don't know what was going on, but I all I was very, very close to setting the show for replay, which I really did not want to do because I've got to do it for next week. I will not be here next week. Uh, I will be at the Annapolis, the USA boat show in Annapolis, Maryland, uh, or actually I'll be driving there on Thursday. I'll be at the show on Friday, checking out hopefully my uh, prospective new sailboat uh, that I hope to get in a few years. But uh, because of that, I will not be on the air next week. It'll be a replay, and I didn't want to do two replays in a row if I can help it. 
So I just fiddled around with it and managed to clear things up just in time to go live. And here we are. So uh, anyway, without any further ado, um, there is a recording that I wanted to play um, of Dr. Brian Artis. And um, it is quite eye-opening. And as we go along, he mentioned several documents, and I will, I've already got those all posted on my Telegram channel. And the actual video of what we're going to play is there as well. So if you want to go back and check it out again, um, you'll be able to do that. And the link to the most important document that he brings up during the talk, I will put in the chat room and is also on the Telegram channel. So if I can find, there we go. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and start that right now. So here we go. It runs about 20 minutes long, so it'll probably take us right up. Um, you know, it'll take us up to the break, maybe a few minutes on the other side. So here we go. Hmm, something ain't working right. Let's see if we can figure out what's going on here. Okay, audio sources. Yeah, just par for the course. Things are going goofy today. Uh, let's see here. Yep, that's weird. Let's try this again. There we go. Take note. Holy mackerel, I don't know what is going on here. Everything's acting weird today. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Try this again. Hmm. Well. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I have no clue what is going on here today, but things are actually really screwed up and where it's coming from, where it's going to, I really don't know. I'm going to see if I can try a different source and man. Let's see here. Try this. Okay. What is going on here? There we go. Let's see if this works. Off a creek crying out loud. Nothing is working right today. <laughs> I have no clue what's going on. I'm trying to play a video, and the second I push the play button, <laughs> the, the scroller thing goes clear to the end of the video. I have no clue. So, I guess I'll just give you a synopsis. Basically, he has been researching for quite some time because uh, when this whole mess got started, his uh, father-in-law developed COVID, ended up in the hospital, 
and try as they might, they could not get the hospital to deviate from the Fauci programming that is purposely designed to kill people. That's right. The protocols that the NIH gave to the hospitals to use as the only way to treat COVID was designed to kill as many people as humanly possible. And he has the proof of it. He has documentation that proves that the uh, number one uh, remdesivir was uh, the only reason it was used in the for, for COVID is because Fauci pushed it saying that there was a study in 2019 on um, Ebola in Africa where remdesivir was proven to be a safe and effective antiviral when in fact it actually killed 53.1% of the people it was given to. It was the most lethal drug in the trial and was pulled from the trial because it killed so many people. There was also another there that was almost as deadly that they also pulled, and it was put in by one of the national groups. Uh, it was either DARPA or um, Health and Human Services or somebody. But anyway, the studies are on my Telegram channel that actually explain exactly what went on. And then there were two other drugs, which were, <laughs> of all things, monoclonal antibodies and Regeneron which is another type of monoclonal antibody, if I'm not mistaken. And the least deadly of those two still killed almost 35%, I believe, of everybody in general. It was lower on one end and higher on the other, but in general, it killed about 35%. And that was the least lethal drug of all of them. And which one did Fauci pick? He picked the most lethal drug as the one that was the only one that could possibly be used for COVID treatments in the US. They went so far as to say, do not export remdesivir to any other countries for the first year. All through 2020, all that's made has to stay here in the US and it needs to be used for COVID patients. So what's remdesivir do? It causes multi-organ failure. It causes acute kidney failure. And what do you see what happens with people in hospitals? They get hooked up to an IV line, so they're getting extra fluid pumped into their body. And then they also get hooked up to an IV of remdesivir, which ultimately causes their kidneys to shut down. And the primary job of the kidneys is to get water out of the body. So when the kidneys are shut down, what happens? They keep flooding the body with those IVs and the abdomen fills up, it saturates the heart, and it goes into the lungs, and you end up drowning the person. And they end up, does that sound familiar? And the vast majority, over 90% of the people that get put on vents uh, nationwide end up dying. It's even higher in places like uh, Elmhurst Hospital in New York, where virtually everybody dies that goes in there, even if they didn't originally go for uh, COVID. But... Um, just unbelievable what's going on. And uh, Fauci was the one that picked that drug and he put out the memo saying that this is the only thing to be used. And on top of that, of course, you have everybody saying that ivermectin is dangerous and a horse wormer, which it's, it's used for worming horses, but there is also a human version, which is basically the same drug. 
the guy that developed it got the Nobel Prize because it's so safe, so effective, it works so well uh, with virtually no side effects. Uh, and they keep saying that it's not approved for treatment of uh, COVID. That is a blatant false lie. And the link to the document on the NIH website that shows that the um, drug is approved for COVID treatment is there, <laughs> oddly enough. And uh, I'm just bringing it. Where's my link? Where's my thing on Telegram? Good heavens. Ooh-wee, where'd I go? Can't find anything today. There it is. Um, let's see here. I thought I had the link up there. Hmm. Well, I'll have to put that up there. Anyway, um, where was I going with all that? So basically, um, good heavens, let me see if it'll open here. It's been a heck of a morning already, and good grief, I got so much crap on my desktop that I can't find the one little text file that I need. Should be way down here, but it's not. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I apologize, man. I'll tell you what, just crazy stuff here. Um, hmm. Well, anyway, the um, if I can find that link, I may have to do it during the break. Uh, I'll get it posted in the chat room, and I'll also try and get it up on the uh, uh, Telegram channel. There it is. Do, 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 do. Have to, oh, have to open it and then copy it. Good grief. Come on. It's not opening. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Copy. Got a new browser window. Paste. And yep, still there. Basically, it's called Table 2E, Characteristics of Antiviral Agents that are approved or under evaluation for the treatment of COVID-19, updated July 8th, 2021. And, of course, the first drug that is um, recommended and approved is remdesivir. You know, and this, this shows the criminal nature of all that's going on with this thing. Remdesivir, which killed 53.1% of all the people that it was used on in the Ebola trial in Africa, the most deadly drug in that trial it's given number one spot of approval. The next one is ivermectin. And it says the dose most commonly used in clinical trials is IV, uh, 0.2 to 0.6 micrograms per kilogram, um, given as a single dose or as a once daily dose for up to five days. Generally well tolerated. Uh, the biggest problems is dizziness, uh, Puritis, GI effects, nausea, diarrhea, which because it's a it's an anti-parasitic, uh, uh, so yeah, you could expect you might have a little diarrhea. Uh, neurological um, adverse events have been reported in the IVM intravenous method as has been used to treat parasitic diseases, but it is not clear whether these uh, adverse events were caused by the uh, medication or underlying conditions. So that's it. I mean, very, very 
minimal stuff. Now, when you look at remdesivir, nausea, ALT and AST elevations, which I think those are enzymes of some sort, a hypersensitivity, uh, increase in thrombin time, which means your blood starts to clot. Um, it you know takes takes longer. Uh, let's see, drug vehicle is SBECD, whatever that is, which has been associated with renal and liver toxicity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this drug accumulation may occur in patients with moderate or severe renal impairment. Um, and uh, clinicians may consider preferentially using the lymphophilosized anyway, powder formulation, which consists of less, it contains less SBECD in patients with renal impairment. But that's the basic stuff. And then they have drug interactions are pretty good there. Comments. Uh, you know, infusion reactions, renal function and hepatic function should be monitored before and during treatment as clinically indicated. You know, they're they're basically, they know up front and they're telling you up front to look out, your kidneys are going to get a big hit. None of that with ivermectin, generally given on an empty stomach or with water. However, administered IVM with food increases its bioavailability. A list of clinical trials is available here, and they have a whole list, and that's basically it. You know, very, very simple deal. That's number two. But the one that kills the most that everybody knows about is number one. And I find it interesting that folks like Dr. Pierre Corey um, has been going to Congress, begging them to look at all the studies, asking them to pass it on to the NIH so that they might approve ivermectin. And here, as of at least July 8th, possibly before, ivermectin was approved. But they hid the documentation on its approval so deep in the NIH website. And then on top of that, they convinced everybody to say that it was not approved, that it could have been used for thousands and thousands of people and saved countless lives, but it wasn't. And you still have hospitals, for whatever reason, that are saying ivermectin's not approved, can't use it, got to use remdesivir. So if you have somebody in your life that you care about that is either contemplating going to a hospital or is in a hospital for treatment of COVID-19, I recommend that you go to the link, which is now on the chat room, and I'm just going to put it in the Telegram channel here. Hopefully I can put drop just the link in. Yeah, um, boom, 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 I think. Yeah, table characteristics, potential antiviral treatments, and if you click on it, it takes you right to it, good. So it's on the Telegram channel as well. Take that, it's very short, just print it out, it's only two pages, and uh, take it with you to the doctor or the um, um, hospital and say, don't tell me that ivermectin isn't approved. Here it is, number two on the list. Number one on the list is the most lethal, lethal drug in the trial in 2019. I don't want that stuff. It kills 50-some percent, over half the people that have taken. It kills them. So I want the stuff that will cure me and not kill me. That's ivermectin. So, you know, there you have it. And that's basically what Dr. Artis was going to say in that video and that recording that for some reason I couldn't play for you. I don't know what's going on today. There's just all kinds of craziness. 
uh, in the system. We got little bugs everywhere, whether it's in Skype or uh, the network or my computer. I think there's places everywhere. There's some of each, but it is what it is. We'll just deal with it. But uh, that was the first thing I wanted to cover was that uh, Dr. Artis, who has been researching this, I'm, and basically what I was getting at was they killed his father-in-law. Um, they basically you know, refused to do anything other than the uh, bogus treatment that the NIH came up with through Fauci. And as a result, uh, their father, their, you know, his father-in-law, his wife's dad, and hundreds of thousands of others have died, been murdered in hospitals using lethal uh, protocols when there are safe, effective, tried and true methods out there that would get rid of everything. And according to Dr. Artis, if you catch it soon enough, you do early treatment, it's 100% curable. Uh, at home, never need to go to the hospital at all. And uh, also, uh, yesterday, a friend of mine uh, mentioned something on a radio show before mine in the afternoon um, where he said you cannot comply your way out of tyranny. And that was such a powerful statement. And it's just something rolled off the tip of his tongue. <laughs> I took that thing and I made up uh, during my show while I was playing Dr. Artis's 20-minute uh, thing, I made up a meme, which is on my Telegram channel. And if I can find it, I'll stick it in the uh, uh, chat room as well. It basically is a picture of a woman with a face diaper on getting the injection. And it says you cannot comply your way out of tyranny. And that is a very, very profound and true statement that... Uh, uh, one needs to consider definitely. And uh, that's it for the first segment. Man, we're out of time. We'll be back in three minutes at, uh, with our next segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the True Frequency Radio Network. Stick with us. We'll be right back. Well, I'm not sure what's going on at this point. I don't know if I'm on the air or not, but I'm going to give it another try. There was, I don't know if you folks heard it, but during the break, it just started playing all kinds of weird stuff, overlapping and repeating and you name it. It was going absolutely berserk. And I figured, well, the only thing I can try and do, if it's on my end, I will... Uh, reboot my computer and see if that clears things up. And I don't know if it has or not. I'm not even sure if we're on the air. I want to check the network feed phone and see if it what's going on here. And then we will go from there. But um, otherwise, Phone. Yeah. Let's see if it, what's going on here. Well, it appears to be working now. <laughs> And the nice part is I don't have the rushing wind sound in my headphones, and that's a good thing. So, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Let's see if I can get Brian Artis' uh, recording to play here. Uh, let me make sure everything is up and running properly. Otherwise, it should be. Uh, let's see here. Do, 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 do. Let's restart that. 
and shut this thing down. Let's give this a try and see if it works. Thank you. Uh, I'm Dr. Brian Artis. You are going to probably want to film this or take notes. Uh, first off, I want to thank you for everyone who has either posted, reposted, snipped, put into TikTok, Instagram, it doesn't matter. There have been multiple of my interviews that have hit ranges of millions of views around the world, exposing the criminal protocols that are killing all Americans and those around the world. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Now, I want you to know how I know it's working. <clears throat> this next, like, uh, let's see, 14, 13 minutes. I just want you to know, thanks to all of you, not to me, thanks to all of you for posting and reposting. The Associated Press reached out to me two days ago, and this whole speech is for them. <clears throat> I couldn't believe the email I got. They actually reached out to me and said, this is a fact checker been assigned by the Associated Press. They want to fact check one thing that is going around the world in social media and all over the Internet. I couldn't believe what it said. They wanted to fact check that my statements that remdesivir causes acute kidney failure is accurate, and they wanted all my documentation. So I just want the Associated Press and that a journalist to know, two days ago, I have the screenshotted timestamp of my actual response to you, so you can't say I didn't respond. And then I put all the research studies and data, and I sent it to you. And I'm going to say this once. If you say I did not respond, then you reached out to me. If you don't publish the research studies and case studies from around the world the last two years, confirming that remdesivir causes acute renal failure, since May 2020, I've been warning the whole world Anthony Fauci set up this deadly cocktail of treatment to murder Americans. I just want the Associated Press and the journalists to know who I sent all my documentation. If it doesn't show up in your article, my publications and my response, I hold you as complicit with murdering hundreds of thousands of Americans just like Anthony Fauci. I invite all of you to fact check this. Ready? Here we go. So here's the facts. This is what I sent. You're going to want to record this because if you want to confirm this, this is how you do it. I'm actually going to tell you what to type in to every search engine on the planet to get to these documents. Or if you go to thedrartistshow.com and put in your email, we'll just send it all to you. Just go. Thedrartistshow.com. My goal is 100% to protect as many people as possible from dying and going to hospitals for something that early treatment at home can take care of 100% of the time. <clears throat> All right, so here we go. Number one, let's break it down chronologically. Number one, in December 2019, there was a study done published on the New England Journal of Medicine. Look it up, type in Ebola virus, remdesivir, Africa, 2018 to 2019, and it comes up. Look at table two. Everybody got that? Fact check this, Associated Press. Look at table two. There's four drugs put into this study for one year. I want the Associated Press to scroll up before you even start looking at this stuff. Look at the end of the research study. 
it actually tells you who funded the entire Ebola virus study. It's the National Institutes of Health Singular Department Allergies and Infectious Disease Department, headed by who? Anthony Fauci. He funded the whole thing. It gets published December 2019. Four and a half months later, May 1st, 2020, Anthony Fauci says, there is only one drug and one drug only that's been supported and found to be safe and efficacious against the Ebola virus last year in an experimental trial against Ebola. And because it was so safe and effective, we're going to now mandate this is the only drug of treatment through all hospitals in America for this entire year. Federal government, please buy up all the reserves of remdesivir. Don't share it with another country until the end of 2020. This is what happened. Go to table two of the Ebola study that I just referenced. Table two shows that the four drugs that were put in there, I quote, number one, remdesivir. In August of 2019, midway through this trial, this independent safety board looked at the data. They found that remdesivir had a death rate of 54% of everybody they gave that to. Oh, and just before you fact check that Associated Press, the number is actually 53.1%. So don't say, I missed it by saying 54. All right, 53%. That's over half of everybody that they gave the drug to. This is a 28-day treatment period. 54% of them died. It was the highest mortality rate of all four drugs. And it was pulled from the trial, and no other Africans were allowed to be treated with remdesivir because it was so deadly. The second drug is called ZMAP. It had a mortality rate of 49.1%. It only killed half of everybody they gave it to. ZMAP was actually put in the study by our own United States Department of Health and Human Services. They financed it and put it in there. The third drug, so just, you know, ZMAP and remdesivir were pulled at the same time by the safety board because it was proven to be more deadly than the other two drugs. The other two drugs were, that were allowed to continue in the trial, but on table two in that document, was MAB114. It was put in by our favored DARPA department. They funded and put this singular monoclonal antibody in there. It had a mortality rate of 35%. <clears throat> Regeneron was the fourth drug. Anybody heard of that one? It's all over the news. It's the next miracle early treatment drug. It had a death rate of 33%. Look at table two, Associated Press. I hope you print it. All right, so I just want to ask you, if you're not aware of this, Anthony Fauci puts out this mandate that we're only going to use remdesivir throughout the country. Only our country. And so hospitals around the country are using this experimental drug that our federal government bought out and only treated them with this. My question is, why did Anthony Fauci, who was overseeing a study for over, why did he select the one drug that killed more people in that trial than any of the other three? If he would have picked any of the other three, I wouldn't have been so upset. I would have just tried to figure out why would you select it. He picked the one that killed the most people. The second study that he quoted is a cohort study done by Gilead itself two months earlier from May 1st in March. Gilead, the patent owner and the manufacturer of remdesivir, did their own study on 53 COVID-19 patients from Japan, America, and Canada. The results, I couldn't believe. I clicked the hyperlink in the actual document from Anthony Fauci. It actually shows, and this is important, 
of the 53 people they gave the drug to. Remember, the Ebola trial study was giving them remdesivir and these other drugs for 28 days. This study, three months after the published study of the Ebola trial, Gilead says we're only going to give these COVID-19 patients this drug remdesivir for 10 days. And let's see what happens. 23% of all the people they gave the drug to experienced multiple organ failure, acute kidney failure, septic shock, and hypotension in less than 10 days. Another 8%, and this was published by Gilead, can you believe it? 8% of them had to be taken off the drug before day 10. They had to be stopped early because there was such severe multiple organ failure and kidney failure. The actual life of the individual was in the balance, so they had to take them off the drug. That's in May or March 2020. Fast forward two months later, May 1st, Anthony Fauci puts out a memo that this is the only drug to be treated around the country for COVID-19. And in the press, they were saying in the New York State press releases, all medical doctors, all hospital administrators were saying, we've never seen a respiratory virus do this. Never seen a respiratory virus start attacking the kidneys, causing it such severe acute kidney failure by day three, four, and five of treatment. We're short on ventilators, but we're not just short on that. We're short on dialysis machines. Fact check this all you want. When you shut down the kidneys, which is the primary job, is to remove water from your body. You kill the kidneys, proven in three to five days with remdesivir, and keep them on a saline bag, an IV bag, and you keep pumping water into them, the water goes into the abdomen, saturates the heart, and then floods into the lungs, and you drown the person to death. And then they require what's called a vent. Can you follow the murderous protocol? All right, great. Now I've only got like four minutes. Let's keep fact-checking. All right, so in May, Anthony Fauci says this is the only drug we're going to use in America. Come September, five months later, there's 400,000 dead Americans from supposedly COVID-19. Where did they all die? In ICUs. What were they all being treated with? Remdesivir. For those of you who had a hard time, there's a lot of hosts that can't say remdesivir. I actually uh, pronounce it, your death is near. Remdesivir. If that helps you remember. All right, so five months later, France is like, man, there's, there's more dead people in the world of all countries in America. But let's do a little experiment with uh, remdesivir. And we're going to give it to five COVID-19 patients in Paris. We're going to do it for 14 days. This is in September. Follow the chronological order, Associated Press. If you want to find the study, type in any search engine, France, remdesivir, the number five for the five patients they gave it to. Comes up top link, open it. They gave five patients remdesivir for 14 days. Four of the five could the whole 14 days because they had severe liver failure with liver enzyme activity called alanine aminotransferase, ALT, at levels three to five times what they tested them for before they gave them remdesivir. They were going into acute liver failure. Two of the five had to be stopped on the drug early than 14 days because their kidneys died and they needed kidney transplants. Two of the five died. Only one made it to the 14 days and survived. You think France chose remdesivir? No, they were going to use that. That's why France doesn't have as many deaths as America does. We didn't, they didn't choose to use it. Fact check that. Acute kidney failure caused by remdesivir.
My favorite, though. I only got a couple minutes. My favorite. So that was September 2020. Now let's go to May 2020, just five months ago. Sorry. Edit that. Let's go down to five months ago, May 2021. Thank you. All right. So just five months ago, there is a statistical review of the database of all reported deaths and injuries around the world to the World Health Organization. And they do a database system review. And what they want to look for is what's called a reporting odds ratio. And they're comparing four drugs being used around the world. And they want to know if we type in remdesivir and acute renal failure, which means renal is kidneys, they wanted to see how many times does that, does that show up reported to the World Health Organization from around the world. And they compared it to other countries using other drugs to treat COVID-19 this entire time. One of them is hydroxychloroquine, by the way. So they compare remdesivir to hydroxychloroquine being reported back to the World Health Organization. How much acute renal failure shows up? Type in any search engine, WHO, acute renal failure, remdesivir. The case study shows up. They found remdesivir causes and comes up with acute renal failure 20-fold over the three other drugs being used to treat COVID-19 patients around the world. How many people are dead right now in America? Do you know? 704,000, I just looked at it, from COVID-19 treatment protocols. Why does America have the most dead people in the world when our country represents 4.5% of the entire world's population? Why, at the end of 2020, did we have 550,000 dead Americans and the rest of the world had 1.7 million? And they have 95% of the rest of the world's population. Why? We were the only country pumping all of our American citizens with remdesivir, which causes acute kidney failure, floods your lungs with water, and you drown to death. Your loved ones stay out of the hospital. I just need to let you know. Fact checkers, hydroxychloroquine creates, per the World Health Organization's database, less, 20 times less reported acute renal failure. I don't know if any of you think this is okay, but if you can't breathe, you're struggling, do you really think it's a good idea to shut down other organs in your body? Do you think that helps you heal? No. All right, so, fact checkers, you got it all. This is great. Number two, oh, okay, I'm almost out of time. Are you all enjoying this? You learn anything? <laughs> Clay, can I have your forgiveness? Notice he slipped behind the banner. <clears throat> Here's the next thing everybody needs to look up. Everyone who's got a loved one who starts to get sick, has a Delta variant issue, starts to have a cold, flu, whatever it is, and they think that they're worried or stressed and they need to go to the hospital because they're worried they're going to die from the fear-mongering going on. I need you to know there's a document that exists that all of you need to go get. The NIH is the group that actually put out the mandated treatment protocols for all COVID-19 patients in America from May 1st, 2020. Every time a patient goes into a hospital and they hear my stories and they hear my interviews, they actually will say, you're not to treat me with remdesivir when I come in here. You can use hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin. And every doctor in the United States is saying, ivermectin's not approved. 
<clears throat> That's a flat-out lie. I'm going to show you where to find it on the NIH.gov's website. I'm going to actually quote you the title. And it doesn't even matter what search engine you go to. It can't even, it's not even censored yet by Google. It's amazing. All right, so go to your search engine, I don't care what it is, and type in NIH. Type table 2E period. And then these words, characteristics of antiviral agents approved or under evaluation for COVID-19 treatment. NIH, type it in the search engine. This is the fastest way to find it. I promise you it's buried on the site. It's very hard to find. NIH, table 2E period. Then type in these words, characteristics of antiviral agents approved or under evaluation for the treatment of COVID-19 on NIH.gov's website. The first link comes up. Click the link on that page. This is a table. When you click the link, this page comes up on NIH.gov's website. It's amazing this chart's not even on that page. You have to slide up the page, and in the middle of the page is this little table that says click the button to see the table. Click the button, and this amazing chart shows up with the title I just gave you. The first drug on this list of approved and under evaluation drugs, all fact checkers, for COVID-19 treatment in America. First one is what? Remdesivir. No, remdesivir is number one. They give you all your doses and what you need to do. Number two on the list is ivermectin. Everyone in the United States needs to print that chart. When you're taking your loved one to hospital, if you think that's where you need to go, and you demand ivermectin, and they go, that's not approved. It's just as approved as remdesivir by the NIH.gov, and hand them the chart and go, stop lying to me. All right, I'm well over my time. Clay's getting angry. Here we go. I have, a, I have something very special for you that I need of you. I just mentioned that there are currently 700, 704,000 murder Amer murdered Americans that I've tried to protect since May 2020. And I'm getting wonderful emails every week of people literally pulling their IV of remdesivir out of their arms after watching my videos in ICU. And they're leaving and getting better. It's phenomenal. So, uh, I want my wife to come out here. So this is my wife, Jane, the entire reason why I've been motivated to protect as many people in the world as possible is because her father was killed, his name is Weldon, was killed early February 2020 by ill-advised hospital protocols in nine days. They kicked me out of a hospital and then convinced the family it was best to do palliative care and take him out of this world, which he could have been saved. I want everyone to please stand up. I need you to make this symbol. Not only did we lose Weldon Frederick, 
There's been 700,000 murdered Americans across this world. And this movement is to actually project to all those who are grieving, like my wife and myself, we're here to protect you. I want all of you on the count of three to say to my wife and to say to all those grieving, mistreated criminals who have actually injured loved ones around America, please, at the count of three, I want you to say these words, we love you. To all of America, project it. One, two, three. I love you. All righty. Hopefully that uh, gave you some good information. <clears throat> Hopefully it was worth listening to. Um, I have been following Dr. Artis for quite some time. He has a radio show called the Dr. Artis Show dot com. T-H-E-D-R-A-R-D-I-S-S-H-O-W dot com. And um, he routinely interviews interesting people. Recently, he had Simone Gold of uh, the American's Frontline Doctors on. And uh, but uh, I encourage you to check him out. He's got a lot of good research. And he is a driven man who is uh, doing his best to try and uh, protect people from uh, Fauci fraud and the Leiden abomination who's pushing all this stuff. And um, I just encourage you to get as educated as you possibly can. Uh, put a couple more memes up uh, on the Telegram channel. Resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. Um, shows a picture of people in Australia fighting back against Stick with us. We'll be back in three minutes. Stop the hour. Seven dinner. Second hour. Truth Frequency Radio is your number one. Welcome back to our number two of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I uh, tell you what, <laughs> got the rushing in the wind uh, back in my headphones again. I don't know what it is. It's got to be something with Skype, but um, comes and goes every half hour, every segment. It's either on or off, but we'll deal with it. Anyway, um, Looking at the news here, breaking Sweden and Denmark both banned Moderna COVID injection for causing myocarditis in young people. You know, it's interesting. You know, they should have banned it long before that, but thank goodness they at least are doing it now. Man, after it was determined that the Wuhan coronavirus vaccine injection from Moderna causes myocarditis 
particularly in the young, the Nordic countries of Sweden and Denmark both banned it from being used in specific age groups. Now, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't also ban the Pfizer and the uh, Johnson & Johnson. They may not be using those over there. Who knows? But um, And just in specific age groups. They should ban it totally. There's enough evidence to show that these things are lethal every step of the way that uh, people shouldn't be getting these things at all. Anyway, according to reports, a new preliminary analysis from Swedish and Nordic data sources found that Spikevax, as Moderna is now calling it, damages young people's bodies and must cease from being administered. Swedish Public Health Agency issued a recommendation that Moderna's Spikevax be immediately discontinued for all people born after 1991. Denmark already imposed a ban on the drug for children between the ages of 12 and 17. The, Sp the Swedish Public Health Agency has decided to suspend the use of Moderna's vaccine spike back acts for everyone born in 1991 and later for precautionary reasons, the agency announced. The cause, of, is, sig the cause is signals of an increased risk of side effects. Hmm. I guess <laughs> the cause is, you know, the things that cause it are the signals of increased risk of side effects, such as inflammation of the heart muscle or heart sac, the pericardium. Uh, however, the risk of being affected is very small. Of course, <laughs> it's always small until it's you. The statement went on to explain that the connection between Moderna's spike vax and cases of both myocarditis and pericarditis is especially clear, especially after the second dose. The increase in the risk is seen within four weeks after the vaccination, mainly within the first two weeks. <clears throat> Moderna spike vax confirmed to cause heart inflammation in young people. On the same day, the Swedish Public Health Agency issued this statement. The Danish Public Health Authority issued its own statement about how Moderna's spike vax causes an increased risk of heart inflammation. Though extremely rare, the agency insists heart inflammation is not good, not a good thing for young people <laughs> to potentially experience, especially since these Chinese the Chinese virus itself poses almost no risk to them. Exactly poses almost no risk to everybody unless you're already circling the drain. Even the Canadian Public Health Agency agrees with this assessment. It issued a statement a few days later stating the risk of cardiac complications, including heart inflammation, has been shown to be substantially increased among COVID-19 infections uh, with the risk higher after <laughs> second vaccination. My apologies. Late night, early rise <laughs> makes me yawn all day long. Anyway, uh, back in April, Denmark permanently banned the flu, Fauci flu shots from AstraZeneca after it was determined that the injections caused deadly blood clots. Denmark was the first nation to ban that jab, though. Like many other nations, it continues to push the mRNA messenger RNA shots from Pfizer BioNTech, which appear to be the preferred type governments around the world. Yeah, because it's going to cause the most death. Yeah, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. When the antibody-dependent enhancement kicks in during cold and flu season coming up, and in the next year or two, 
you just wait to see what happens. The people that really got the shots and not a uh, placebo saline solution or whatnot, they're going to start dropping like flies. And then it's going to get interesting. Figure out how they're going to blame it on the people that weren't injected. <laughs> anyway, patients everywhere were dropping dead after receiving the AstraZeneca injection, and it was so obvious so quickly that politicians were forced to act. Yeah, that's the thing. The mRNA shots are going to take longer. They're a sleeping giant. They're a, a little ticking time bomb that uh, down the road, they're just going to come home to roost. And after everybody's been injected, then they'll start bloop, 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 dropping like flies. You know, it's like, you know, cooking popcorn. Starting out doesn't do much. But once it gets warm, those things just start pop, 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 pop. And that's how people are going to be dying from these things eventually. With the mRNA shots, the damage often takes a little longer while it is easier to conceal. Exactly. mRNA technology also permanently reprograms the recipient's DNA, which could also explain why it is the preferred type of injection all around the world. Rather than just inject spike proteins directly, aka AstraZeneca, the mRNA shots, Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna, program the body to produce spike proteins continually over time. Yeah, you're, you're basically turned into a spike protein factory, and you start producing these things continually as long as you draw breath. Sweden, by the way, recently turned to all of its COVID restrictions, which were few to begin with, so uh, the so-called vaccines are not a requirement there. Uh, the things are completely back to normal now and with no capacity restrictions or other impositions. You are unlikely to hear about the, any of this from the mainstream media, however, by the way. Uh, Denmark and Sweden are both what you might call progressive nations that are bucking the pandemic trend, which does not fit the far-left COVID narrative here in the U.S. of A., that only Trump supporters are, supposed, are opposed to Chinese va virus fascism. Let's see if our le rabid left praises this turn of events from the Swedes and the Danes, joked one commentator at National File. And going right along with that is, let's see, where is it? <laughs> Thought I had that in here. Do, 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 do. New York healthcare system fires 1,400 uninjected workers, many of whom have natural immunity against COVID. Can you believe this stuff? Uh, whistleblower Miles Guo details how dangerous COVID-19 injections really are. Might come back to that one. Where did it go? Hmm. UK hospital melts face masks to deal with coronavirus-related waste. Hmm. That's interesting. Plandemic of the injected. Real world data says it is, and it may get worse. That's exactly right. The people that are, you know, we're seeing more and more cases now as more and more people get injected with these things. It's on my uh, Telegram channel, but you got to scroll back a ways because I posted a few weeks ago. But it was a graphic that showed on September 7th of 2020 when no one had been injected as of that point. There were 25,000 new AKA cases, you know, positive tests uh, in that day. 
a year later, July or September 7th of 2021, after almost 180 million people have been injected, guess how many cases now? 320,000. A year ago, no injections, 25,000. A year later, 180 million injections, 300, and 300 plus thousand. 12 times increase. That's coming from the people who are injected. And the only thing circulating in the US at this point is the Delta variant, which comes from the people who got the jabs. They're the ones that ought to be simple as that. Hospital systems purge thousands of workers to engineer healthcare collapse just as the dark winter die-off accelerates. Yep, that's definitely the case. Um, vast majority of Delta variant deaths occurring in the fully injected. Mm -hmm. Vaccine collectivism, Fauci now talking like Chairman Mao, says individual rights must be surrendered for the good of society. That little puke needs to be charged with crimes against humanity. Is the American food supply chain collapsing? Oh, yeah. You ain't seen nothing yet, but it's getting there. VAERS data shocker. Total number of deaths from COVID vaccines nearly double all deaths from all other injections combined since 1990 at nearly 500 deaths per week. And that's just one of 11 reporting systems in the U.S which according to a Harvard study, gets less than 1%. It's like 0.8% of adverse events are ever reported to VAERS. So multiply that by 100. So you got 500 deaths a week. Hmm, that's 50,000 a week. Yowza, yowza, yowza. That's a bunch. But no, they're safe, effective, and rigorously tested. <laughs> And of course, you got the crap where the uh, National School Board Organization wants Biden administration, you know, the Leiden abomination, excuse me, to crack down on concerned parents outraged over left wing curriculum used by domestic terrorists or using a domestic terrorism laws. What these people need to be doing is telling them, we're not complaining about it. We're taking our kids out of the public school system. It's nothing more than another failed government program that needs to be shut down, period. You know, the stated goal has been a total failure. Of course, the real goal of dumbing down the American public and producing nothing more than idiots that can't form a cognitive thought, total success. So it depends on whose goals you're looking at. But uh, from a societal standpoint, public fool system needs to go. Best thing you can do is homeschool. Big Pharma payola scandal erupts in Australia, takes down six corrupt officials and Australian Premier Berejiklian. That's an interesting name. Good Irish name. <laughs> I was trying to find, there was another uh, thing in here somewhere that was talking about, ah, here it is. COVID doesn't exist even exist in fully normal Sweden while skyrocketing in fully injected Israel. There's a big contrast. You have Sweden and what was it, Denmark, that um, basically 
are backed open. They aren't requiring you shots. They're there if someone is silly enough to want one. But um, and they're banned for people basically under 17 years of age. Uh, remember back in the early days of the pandemic when it was widely reported that Sweden, which never imposed lockdowns or mask mandates, fared better than just about every other country in the world that oppressed its citizens. Well, the same thing is happening once again with the so-called injections. Sweden has basically told the branch COVIDians to go to hell. And the result is that the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19, is basically non-existent. Meanwhile, in Israel, one of the most fully injected countries in the world, the death toll is skyrocketing. The latest data shows that the death rate in the promised land is going parabolic as Israelis get injected with two, three, and soon to be four Chinese virus needles. In Sweden, on the other hand, where natural immunity reigns supreme, life is pretty much back to pre-COVID normal. And this is what I have been saying for months. If people would have just ignored the government crap and the lamestream media's propaganda and just done what we always do, which is ignore it and go about our lives, the people who were circling the drain probably would have gone down the drain, which is a standard part of life. Unfortunate, but it is. And on the other hand, the people who had decent functioning immune systems, would either get it, get over it, and move on, or just through being exposed to the stuff, they'd bodies and never get it and move on too. But either way, the whole situation would have been over by now. It would have been just a little blip on the radar. It would have been a, a, a zit on the you know, forehead of a teenager, you know, over their entire lifetime. You know, the thing is, is this, this whole thing has just been blown way out of proportion. Natural immunity, the body's um, immune system would have taken care of this stuff. And there are millions and millions and millions of people who never had the disease that I'm sure have antibodies just from being exposed, being around people and having their immune systems do what their immune systems do, which is protect them. And Sweden and uh, Denmark are perfect examples of that situation. If the whole world would have done what they did, this whole thing would have been, would have come and gone, would have been a big nothing burger, and Soros and company would have been sitting back, now what do we do? <laughs> Got to try something else. Our fraud didn't work. Yeah. But instead, millions of people are dead now because of Fauci. Gates, Tedros, the lamestream media, you know, the leaders of just about every European nation, you know, all these people that bought into this crap, they all need to be run through um, Reiner Fulmick's uh, Nuremberg II, charged with crimes against humanity, and given a long drop up a short rope anyway how can this be if fauci flu shots are what is supposed to save us all from testing positive the answer is simple they're a fraud fortunately for swedes this is common knowledge unfortunately for israel 
Australia, the United States, and other heavily compromised countries, it is a constant fight for health freedom with no end in sight. On October 4, Sweden completely lifted the few minor restrictions it still had in place, which were minor compared to what other countries are doing. Life there is quite literally back to normal, and the data charts show that public health is better than ever. Imagine that. That which doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Conversely, Israel, which has become a medical police state hell, is seeing hospitalizations and deaths soar to record highs. Mm -mm 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 -mm. Yeah. Shows uh, there's a chart here, and I've put it in the chat room and on the uh, Telegram channel. Basically, uh, uh, can't see because some of us cover uh, daily new confirmed COVID-19 deaths per million people. Uh, shown in the rolling seven-day average, limited testing and challenges in the arbitration of the cause of death means that the number of confirmed deaths may not be an accurate count of the true number of deaths from COVID-19. And then we have, starting June 21st, 2021, and going through September 5th, 2021, you have uh, Sweden, which is basically hugging the bottom of the charts, you know, below 0.5 uh, per million, you know, very, very low death rate. And then in August, around August 3rd of 2021, Israel launches their third dose on July 30th. And Israeli, Israeli death skyrocket from about, you know, less than 0.5 to 3.5 plus. So it's just, and imagine that right after they put the third dose on people. Be like Sweden, not Israel. Just prior to when its final remaining restrictions were lifted, cases in Sweden were about 9% of the country's peak of uh, peak and falling. Only 41 per, uh, infections per 100,000 people had been recorded and more than likely a bulk of them were asymptomatic. In other words, they were bogus PCR tests that, you know, the numbers were run up. Nearby, Denmark axed its last remaining uh, restrictions as well and is similarly seeing a massive decline in the number of new cases of the Chinese virus. It would appear as though the restrictions themselves were largely responsible for people falling ill and dying. You think? Yeah, face diapers, lockdowns where you can't get out and get fresh air and all that kind of stuff definitely messes with your immune system, weakens it, makes you more susceptible to things. It turns out that the remaining isolated and blocking of your remaining isolated and blocking your uh, breathing holes <laughs> with Chinese plastic is not exactly good for health and well-being, which has left us or which the left has still not figured out. They never will. They know it, but they won't let people know they know it. You know, the only people, the only time they find out that they really know it is when the cameras are on and they think they're off and they take off their mask because they think the cameras are off and they're walking around like everything's normal. Or like when Nancy Pelosi has a big soiree and the only people wearing face diapers are the waiter staff and ever all the uh, intelligentsia are, you know, sitting side by side in very close quarters, no face diapers to be seen. Anyway, in fact, leftists everywhere are doubling down in support of COVID fascism, which has become something of an, an accessory to these people, 
as they trot around showing off their latest face mask designs and vaccine passport holders. This sickening display of worship towards science, which is really fake science, would not even be worth mentioning were it not being ramrodded down the throats of others. Think Roman Catholic Crusade COVID style. <laughs> COVID COVIDism really is a religion and one that Sweden and Denmark have decided is not for them. Unfortunately for the West, it is rapidly becoming a covert or die or convert or die situation where the apostles of COVIDism are demanding full allegiance to COVID gods in order to live. Most don't know that Israel runs like a collectivist country, wrote one commenter of uh, Citizen Free Press. It has no rules limiting government, but look how voting never gets it anywhere. Not ever. <laughs> Much the same thing here. Um, same old status quo. Guess the Almighty has chosen them to be man's example, example of man's folly. <laughs> Pretty much. They've been, you know, over, just read the Bible routinely. They get right, then they slip back and get wrong, and they spend more time being wrong than right. And they're in a big session of wrong right now. Sweden has one of the lowest death rates per million, wrote another. Shouldn't it have the highest rate since it didn't lock down? Half of America is injected, and almost that many got COVID anyway. Hmm, can you say that charred, they got it from the injections? Even with the lockdowns, all this crap just needs to end. It has nothing to do with any virus. Yep, it's all about control. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Crazy people. And let's see here. We've got a couple of minutes before the bottom of the hour break. Uh, Biden apologizes to Haiti, but not Americans for Haitian land invasion of the United States. <laughs> Figures. I want to know how much was paid and who paid it to bring all those Haitians from Haiti to Colombia or wherever they've been staging for the last several years, all in time for this mass exodus to the north. Crazy. Over half a million adverse events reported after COVID injections in the U.S. so far and counting. It's a lot more than that. Well, reported. New York healthcare system fires 1,400 uninjected workers, many of whom have natural Im immunity to COVID. And here I need these pop-ups. Northwell Health, the largest healthcare provider in New York, which doesn't provide healthcare, it provides symptom suppression and disease management, nothing to do with healthcare, has terminated 1,400 healthcare, you know, alleged healthcare workers for refusing to get a Wuhan coronavirus injection. The workforce across Northwell's 23 hospital system is not 100% injected. In a statement, the healthcare system says Northwell believes that having a fully injected workforce is an important measure in our duty to protect the health and safety of our staff, our patients, and the community we serve. Why don't you try looking at Sweden and Denmark? See how stupid you look. This allows us to continue to, to provide exceptional care at all of our facilities, which is another lie without interruption and remain open and fully operational. Probably if these hospitals end up closing, the death rate's gonna drop anyway. That's a good thing because, you know, the best in people, you know, that's where people go to die is hospitals. If the hospitals are closed, people won't go there to die and they'll stay alive. 
Anyway, it adds that while uh, it regrets losing employees under the circumstances, it believes that it has a responsibility to protect the health of its patients and the communities it serves to be 100% injected against the virus. And the thing is, this is like the tide flowing in, the tide flowing out. And when all these people that are injected in the health, the so-called healthcare system die, then the folks that got fired can come back and take over and, you know, bring things back. Unfortunately, they probably won't make the healthcare system any better, but at least they'll have jobs again. Uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul, unelected governor, who basically took up with where, uh, what's his name, took it and left off. I'm not kidding, remember it. Anyway, has ordered healthcare workers in the state to get injected, except those who are seeking religious exemptions. I'm surprised you didn't allow for that. President Joe Biden has also ordered businesses with over 100 workers to employees to get COVID-19 injection or contested weekly, and that's all bold news. So stick with us. We'll be back in three minutes with the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health. Right back. Pharmaceutical drug guys just can't get enough. They don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get their piece of pie. Mmm, my, my, my. They convinced you it's the right drug for you. But they know what your liver goes through. And just because some MD said jump. Body became a toxic and welcome back to the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. And before the break, we were looking at an article about the uh, New York alleged healthcare system dropping 1,400 employees who refused to take the injections. And uh, they're going to be sorry. That's all I can say. Um, Healthcare workers who refused the vaccine injection have been placed on unpaid leave, leading up to a lot of disruptions in the system. Strong Memorial Hospital, for instance, is pausing some of its elective procedures for two weeks. Uh, just a little side note, my wife works uh, for one of the larger um, uh, so-called health facilities or, or providers in central Ohio. And yesterday she told me um, I forget exactly how they said it, but they're basically, you know, hurting for people too. They're getting to the point where they're going to be paying people up to 70, 70 bucks an hour. I forget what it was. It was your base rate times what, you know, like 40 or something. I forget what. It's going to be monstrous um, pay for working overtime. You, know, you put your regular 40 hours in, and if you put in some extra for them, um, you could be getting some anywhere between 70 and 100 bucks an hour uh, because they're hurting so bad because of all the people that have either been canned or uh, just walked off the job because they don't want to take these injections. And uh, those that are left behind, uh, my wife is one who has a uh, religious exemption on file since 2013, a bug in her. Uh, basically, you know, anybody that's still there. <laughs> It's going to be, they're going to be busy. They're going to be work run ragged. And what you're probably going to end up seeing is the folks that are still there are going to end up 
quitting because they can't stand the work that much because right now it's voluntary. The time's going to come when they're going to start scheduling people uh, for mandatory overtime. Just watch because the, the systems are really, really running short of people. So anyway, we'll see how that works out. Uh, the Biden, uh, the Hyden, Leiden abomination, excuse me, has made injection a central part of its effort to inject the entire country. Large hospital systems like Northwell Health began or seem to be complying with the injection mandate. In the state of New York, 87% of hospital workers have been fully injected by September 29th. That is insane. You would think people that work in that area would have better sense. To avoid a staffing shortage in the state's healthcare industry, again, alleged healthcare, I always got air quotes, quotes around that word, Hochul has declared a state of emergency that allowed her to deploy National Guard troops, expedite visas for workers from abroad, and recruit newly graduated or recently retired healthcare professionals. <clears throat> and still, because the people that, you know, most, most jobs in hospitals, especially by the nursing staff, are extremely um technical in nature and specialized and when you have a whole bunch of people that are specialized in these things leave the job there's not someone there to train the new people on how to do all that stuff you've been if you've been in a uh, hospital room and seen all the electronic gizmos and gadgets and you know the iv systems and everything else i mean doctors don't have a clue how to hook that stuff up that's done by the nursing staff. And when they're not there, who's going to know how to hook that stuff up? You're going to have a whole lot more people dying from systems that are not connected properly, not, you know, drip rates aren't set properly. All the different things that go along with all the fancy electronic whiz bangs in hospital rooms now, because there aren't people that are qualified to set the stuff up, you're going to have guys standing there with a manual in one hand, a, a silly look on their face, and pushing buttons that, with, you know, out a clue what they're doing. That's, you know, if I was in a hospital room and saw that, it's like, get me out of here. Anyway, the governor's contingency plan reflects the fears that New York hospitals could face the same problem have devastated hospitals in other parts of the country. And on top of that, if I'm not mistaken, that idiot governor in New York has also part of this thing uh, set it up so that people that do leave the jobs because they refuse to get injected will not get the you know, the chance to have um, what's it called workers comp and that sucks that's just pure rotten northwell employs over 76,000 people and says that injecting all of its employees would allow them to provide exceptional care at their hospitals without interruption oh you think you already have people that are getting injected and they're calling in sick because they can't work. They're, they're hurting, you know, they're just having mild uh, adverse events. Wait until all the terminal things really start kicking in. I mean, they're, they're going to be bad news then. You ain't going to have nothing. Terminated workers have the opportunity for reinstatement in 30 days, according to Northwell spokesman Joe Kemp. However, the system is also recruiting healthcare workers for the vacant positions. 
terminations in other sectors sectors expected to follow. Although healthcare organizations account for the for most number of firings of uninjected workers, others are expected to follow when workers start reporting to offices again. Randy May, a labor and employment attorney in uh, Hoglet, Newman, and Regal, Regal and Kenny in New York, says that general counsel and human resources in their company are planning to do the same. One company that is already firing uninjected workers is United Airlines. In August, the company told its 67,000 U.S.-based employees that they will need to be fully injected by fall. It has, initially it has initially identified nearly 600 employees who refused to follow the order, but about half of them have since opted to get injected. Stupid people. You need to stand up and stand together and don't back down. Many other companies face dilemmas regarding injection mandates because of worker shortages in retail businesses, restaurants, hotels, and other service sector employers. That's the one thing, you know, some places, you know, the people running things are smart enough to realize that uh, we are already try hurting trying to find people. Good, any fast food restaurant, my gosh. <laughs> one day they're open, the next day they're closed because they don't have anybody to staff the counter. It's amazing. And uh, you think they're going to be forcing mandates? I don't think so. Of course, most, you know, small restaurants don't have 100 people working for them either. And the thing is, is people have been looking and trying to find the alleged um, executive order that Biden supposedly signed requiring businesses of, a, you know, 100 or more to have them all injected. And guess what? A scan of the uh, Federal Register, where all executive orders have to be published to be valid, has shown that that executive order doesn't exist. Hmm. So a uh, little more on that later, maybe. We'll see. But anyway, just going to shift gears over to Health Impact News. Led by Blacks. New York City rises up against mandatory COVID-19 injections. Ooh. Yeah, buddy. Coercion isn't consent. If it's forced, are we free? Freenies.com. F-R-E-E-N. Oh, I guess it's free New York's. <laughs> New York S. wonder what the S is for. Free New York something. Who knows? Uh, no medical mandates, health freedom now, no digital passports. As mandatory COVID-19 injection mandates took effect this week in New York City, many teachers and others suddenly found themselves out of work as the Supreme Court refused to step in and stop the mandates last week. And again, I've been saying this all along. If you're expecting to go to court and have even a chance of winning in something like that, my daddy used to say, wish in one hand and poop in the other and see which one fills up first, because it ain't going to happen. I honestly believe the courts, including the SCOTUS, has been given its marching orders. They've been told you will not rule in favor of anybody seeking medical freedom. You'll rule against them or you will remain silent in general. And that's what's happening so far. The injuries I've seen have been at the local level where the judges have to live in the same communities of the, with the people that are dealing with this crap. But when you've got, you know, clowns in black 
down, you know, miles and miles and miles away from where you live and, and work. If you think they're concerned about you, they care about you, they've ever been to where you live, they could care less. And when they get a picture of their kids in an in a unaddressed envelope and uh, just say, you know, do what we want or something will happen to these little goobers, that kind of stuff, you can bet they're going to toe the line. Anyway, teachers, educators, and many others looked to the, took to the streets of New York this week to protest, led by blacks. Less than 30% of the blacks in New York City have been into the mandatory shots, and Hispanics are close behind in their refusal to obey government mandates for COVID-19 shots. Good for them. Angela Stanton King, the niece of Dr. Martin Luther King, and a former NBA number one draft pick were among those who took to the streets of New York this week to protest and warn others about the abuse of civil rights with New York's mandatory injection mandates. Many of the protesters in New York City carried flags of Australia showing their solidarity with solidarity with their Aussie brothers and sisters who are suffering the most under tyranny right now. That is for sure. And hence the uh, uh, meme I posted, you know, where uh, it's the Australian people against the Australian police, and it says resistance to tyrants is obedience to God. Feel free to spread it far and wide. There is a video report of the protests it is on both our BitChute and Rumble channels. And let's see here. I don't know. It's fully effect in New York City. Now criticism is becoming louder, especially from the black community. NTD's Arian Pazdar has the story from New York City's City Hall. You might know Angela Stanton King, a relative of Martin Luther King, or former NBA player Kwame Brown. He was the number one overall draft pick in 2001. And those are just two of the speakers who took issue with mass vaccination campaigns. And our mission here today is to educate the black community on the rights of their own bodies and to also eradicate medical apartheid. Less than 30% of black Americans in New York City between the ages of 18 and 44 have gotten the shot. When the vaccine rollout first started, Mayor Bill de Blasio acknowledged that black people might not trust the vaccine due to past experiences. There's a reason why people have this distrust. That said, we are here today fighting this pandemic uh, with leaders from communities of color playing key roles. But to have black leaders advocating for the vaccine may not be enough. Because if you see a black face, I mean that you have to jump and do it. It means that we black people don't have a mind of our own and we're not individuals, but we're just like a whole group. Many also pointed out that pro-vaccination information gets promoted by influential organizations. They use our celebrities to kind of coach everybody up to get them to listen. I've been a part of it. When you make that type of money, you don't want to say anything that's going to mess up that cash flow. So you, you just stay quiet. And uh, now is not the time for anybody to stay quiet. Different speakers agreed that the virus is widely reported on from only one side. They've used their ability just to promote propaganda. If the only way they can get people to comply is that they have people afraid. I think the first thing we need to do in order to get over the pandemic is start allowing people to hear the truth. We need to begin listening to other medical experts besides just Dr. Fauci and his particular cabinet. Fauci was recently asked whether he considered resigning over some of the false predictions he has made. He said he's not considering resignation. 
Ariane Pastar, NTD News. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop it there. Um, that's four minutes of a 12, almost 13 minute video. And it's just stuff going on all over New York City. And thank goodness people are starting to stand up. And I, I, I'm so thankful that people in the black community, the Hispanic community are standing up and saying no. You know, I wish the people in the white community would have the guts to do the same thing. Now, in some cases they are, but uh, the the streets need to be flooded from side to side, just like they have been in so many other countries in the in Europe, down in Australia. Um, people need to be standing up and saying absolutely no to all of this stuff. It, until that happens, we're not going to get out from under it. They have to know that they are forcing or facing just absolutely unsurmountable. Uh, and until that happens, they're going to keep plugging forward. Um, you know, thank goodness, you know, for for people that are standing up. And now we're starting to see the police departments that are mandating these injections and they're starting to have problems. Um, Right now, there's there's a, a Denver police officer who was crippled after mandatory Pfizer shot. Um, and when the word starts spreading on that, it's going to continue. Uh, and that's when you're going to start seeing, hopefully, law enforcement and the uh, citizens they represent and they're supposed to protect coming together. And this is a, uh, a, a short clip of um, an interview with this young young man from uh, Denver. Denver police officers who are not vaccinated against COVID-19 now face being fired under the city's mandate. Yesterday, we heard the story of one officer who was forced to get the vaccine to keep his job and is now struggling to walk. 
the worst story is uh, a guy 34 years old, four kids, who had COVID last year, recovered, he's a runner, very healthy, went ahead and took the mandatory job to not lose his position with the Denver police on August 22nd. He can barely walk now. He falls down if he doesn't have people around him. So there are other consequences to forcing this jab that people are not thinking about. Joining us now is that police officer, Jose Manriguez, along with his attorney, Randy Corcoran. Good morning to both of you. Morning. Good morning. morning. Again. Jose, we had Randy on you heard yesterday and he told us your story. And we wanted to, to book you because we want to hear from you. Tell us what happened after you got that first shot. Uh, got the, I got the shot August 22nd. Uh, that week, I started developing body ache, uh, pain, pain in my legs. Uh, the next week, August 31st, uh, tried going into work. My legs hurt a lot more. Ended up getting sent home. And on my way home, I couldn't feel my feet anymore. Uh, I couldn't feel the gas pedal or the brake pedal. And pretty much had to call for help to get, to get home. And I barely made it. And that was the Pfizer shot, right? Yes, I got the Pfizer shot. Has, no, the, the Pfizer shot, and that was only the first shot. Okay. Has your doctor been able to confirm that you're, you lost use of your legs because of the vaccine? He said it's most likely due to the vaccine, but it hasn't been diagnosed all the way. But yes, he said it is the, it is the vaccine. And Randy, you're representing nine individuals that uh, are not in favor of getting the shot or getting that second dose. Tell us their stories. Yeah, well, first, I'm just so frustrated with the doctors. They don't have the courage to, I mean, the effects started hitting him right after he took the shot. And if I may, yesterday, you closed out our segment with a comment from the mayor who said the, the court's ruling on Wednesday confirmed that the mandate was a, an appropriate way to try and protect people. The judge said nothing of the sort. I mean, he's, he's a lousy mayor, but he's not stupid. For him to say that, when all the judge said is, until we exhaust our administrative remedies with now these nine officers, we can't come back to see her. I just thought it was important to clean that up. We've got uh, officers who have had to retire early. Uh, we've got Jose, 34, just at the beginning of his career, uh, had trouble getting up here uh, to his chair. Um, we have a single mom now that we've added who uh, went ahead and took the jab because she, she had to, but now she's very concerned about, you know, having future children. Uh, the stories just run the gamut. They're all human stories, and they all happen to be Denver police mm -hmm. officers who've had this forced on them. Well, Jose, you have been a police officer for seven years. You served in the Army for 12 years. You have sacrificed so much for our country. You have four children, and now you're worried about your legs and if you're going to get better how do you feel uncertain i mean i can't be outside with my i'm sorry i can't be outside with my kids uh we got soccer season Jeez, mm. i'm sorry it's okay it just it's life-changing and uh, the doctor says it could get worse before it gets better and if i do get better it's going to be years so i always carry my kids to bed and they're like, Daddy, I'm sorry. Um, we understand. I can't imagine what you're and, going through. We'll just walk to bed. What about your boss? What did Ainsley, your boss say? On, yes, go ahead, Randy. Well, I was on the phone with him the night before our court hearing to make sure he could come down. And he broke down because he had fallen over putting his kids to bed. And, you know, his little girls think Daddy's broken. And 
it, it just to, to make this decision for everybody. This is a guy who had serious COVID last year and beat it. So his body was raging with antibodies. And they gave him this jab. And now his hand was shaking like this this morning when he came up. Gosh. It's outrageous. Jose and Randy, thank you for being with us. Jose, I hope you get better soon. Everyone out there, say a prayer for him. He's done so much for our country and has kids. God bless you both. Thank you. We did reach out to the Denver Police Department, but they declined to comment. Yeah, imagine that. <sighs> We're going to see more of this. And thank goodness some really, really, really big unions all around the country are standing up and, and backing their officers, uh, their firefighters, their EMS workers. Um, and basically, you know, it's going to be... It's going to be rough. Um, I just got to work in Alaska. <laughs> anyway, it's going to be uh, pretty crazy. And uh, hopefully this will bring some unity to both the citizenry and the law enforcement and fire and EMS people that are sworn to protect them and get them to work together instead of clashing heads. That's the whole thing. They're trying to keep everybody divided. So we're fighting amongst ourselves as is usual. And we don't see what's being done to us by the people pulling the strings of everything. Hopefully, uh, people will start to sit up and realize what's going on and say, we got to work together and stop this thing once and for all. And the only way to do it is to take off the face diapers, stop the socialist distancing, stop doing the injections, stop eating the crappy food, you know, support our bodies and our immune systems the way they were designed to be supported with good nutrition, the, the 90 essential nutrients, and uh, basically get with it uh we've got to we've got to be doing those things and otherwise we're fighting a losing battle so anyway um let's see here we're down to about the last minute roughly so there's not much more we can uh, do article wise and that kind of thing but the big thing uh, like I said, next week uh, will be a replay because I will be uh, traveling to the Annapolis Boat Show and um, can't do it while I'm on in the car driving. <laughs> would not be safe or effective. <laughs> but anyway, hopefully uh, we'll, we'll survive a week and we'll come back and, and do this again after that. And, uh, you know, the big thing is to make sure that you're taking care of yourselves do not count don't put your hands in the your life in the hands of you know somebody in a white coat with a stethoscope who has no knowledge whatsoever and is following man you know dictates of people like fauci and company um and talk to your friends and family you know encourage them to do research if they're considering uh injecting themselves or a loved one um it has to be you know people need to realize especially if someone is pregnant, do not take these injections. About 82% of the people, pregnant women that uh, take these things end up miscarrying. Take care. We'll be back in two weeks. God bless. And we'll see you then.